Welcome to Eternity Now. I'm Senior Pastor and Evangelist Kyle Huckins. We're a U.S.-based church and evangelism movement reaching every color and culture for Christ. Our podcasts, videos, doctrine, history, and much more are on our website, eternitynow.com. E-T-E-R-N-I-T-Y-N-O-W dot C-O-M. This broadcast is made possible by your tax-deductible giving. Go to our website and click Support Us to see how you can help bring the good news of eternal life to one million people this year. Thanks for listening. Now for one of my recent messages. As a longtime media professional, as well as pastor, I keep up with the news, and that used to be a lot more joyful time spent than it is now. I've been a journalist as well as a professor and minister and written columns and opinion pieces for quite a long time. So sometimes I like to comment on some of the stories that we see in the media today. A comment I saw to a recent piece stuck in my mind. It said, I see that there is absolutely no difference between religion and politics. And I responded that actually they are completely different. They are even of two worlds one present, and one eternal. (laughs) Today I'm going to talk with you about the power in God's peace from Philippians 3.18 to 4.13. Well, Father God, we thank you so much for this chance to be able to preach Christ. Lord God, I pray that you will anoint me to speak and all to hear. And Lord God, we will be about what the Spirit is saying to the churches today. I pray, Lord God, for your blessing in this time. Bring us all closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And going to the book of Philippians, this is one of the many epistles written by the great apostle Paul. You might remember that the Philippi church came into being on one of Paul's early missionary journeys. He was jailed there, wrongly, since he was a Roman citizen, but he and his companion were praising God and were singing hymns to the Lord. When all of a sudden, a mighty earthquake struck and all of the prison doors flew open in that facility. Now, in those days of the Roman Empire, if you were a soldier, a jailer, a civil civil servant, and you had your prisoner escape, you would be executed. So the Philippian jailer, he took out his sword to run himself through. But Paul shouted and said, do not harm yourself. We're all here which may have been more of a miracle than even the earthquake opening all the doors. And so the jailer comes out overwhelmed and he says, what must I do to be saved by your God? He was saved. And he and all of his household were baptized and that began the church at Philippi. Now, when Paul wrote this epistle, he was back in jail again. He was in Rome. He was waiting for that final trial that was to take his life and send him to be with his beloved Lord Jesus Christ. The Emperor Nero, we believe, ordered that in the 60s AD. But he was trying to encourage those who were trying to come along in the Lord. The benevolence of spirit Paul always had. Let's go to Philippians 3, verses 18 to 19. Many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things. 
Now, I was born in a tumultuous year, 1968, when there were race riots, violence breaking out at the Democratic National Convention, assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr., Robert Kennedy, and more. The situation now is becoming just about as physically and spiritually threatening. Many seem fixated on controversies that are manufactured, convinced of biases and hatreds that don't have any evidence, deceiving and being deceived, as the Apostle Paul told us in 2 Timothy 4.2. It is lost on them that they are pursuing a course that will lead them into warring with others and ultimately their own self-destruction. They are these who have set their minds on earthly things. Philippians 3, verses 20 to 21, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. We should be blessed to be American, certainly. It's a great country. It has loved freedom for nearly 250 years. But our allegiance first must be to Jesus Christ Almighty. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Elections and courts and clashes of all kinds are topping the headlines today. But you see, all are of this life, this moment in time. When we've received Christ, and he's produced mature fruit in us, we are not going to fall away. And in a sense, we have already entered eternity, which we need to be focusing on now. Hence the name of our ministry, Eternity Now. Philippians 4, we start with verse 1, continuing this passage. Therefore, my beloved and longed-for brethren... My joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. <laughs> there are Christians who think we can get rid of the devil by just binding and loosing in the spirit world, insulting the enemy, or not saying that anything's wrong with us <laughs> into the air for fear of giving glory to the devil, including prayer requests. However, Ephesians 6, 10 to 20 tells us simply to stand fast in the armor of the Lord. Put on the helmet of salvation. We are saved and we're going to stay by God's power. The breastplate of righteousness. No one can accuse us because our righteousness is not of ourselves, but it's of Jesus Christ. The shield of faith. We're sure of God and his promises. Also, feet shod with a preparation of the gospel of peace that we are bringing the Lord Jesus into every place, every situation, everything in our lives. And our waist is girded with the truth, valuing what's honest and right, not defaming anyone, but proclaiming Jesus is Lord. There is but one weapons to, weapon to go on the offense in the armor of God, and that is the sword of the Spirit, the Scripture, the Word of God, which is going to defeat the enemy every time. Praise God. In fact, it's so powerful, the Lord Jesus Christ pulled it on Satan himself when they were together at the end of that 40-day fast, fast that was the kickoff to Jesus Christ's earthly ministry. Philippians 4, verses 2 to 3. I implore Euodia 
and I implore Sancti to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. The greatest danger to believers is they'll forget what's important, which is focusing on Christ and bringing others into his kingdom. Do you know the majority of people who go to evangelical churches like Eternity Now believe that they don't have any role in bringing people to Christ? They don't have to perform the Great Commission, even though Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples of every color and culture, every nation teaching them all the things that I have commanded you and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Lord was not talking to himself. He was talking to us. That's the whole reason we have baptism. It's a public profession of faith. And we're not supposed to stop there just like our Lord did not. He went to people all over that ancient holy land, the Samaritans and the Phoenicians. And first, of course, though, to the lost sheep of Israel. People often begin arguing with each other over this problem and that, real or imagined slights. Maybe it's a small point of doctrine or even a man-made protocol. Abraham Lincoln is famous for saying, a house divided against itself cannot stand. But he was only quoting Jesus Christ in Mark 3, 25. Verses 4 and 5 of Philippians 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. <laughs> now, I've been through quite a bit in life, and I bet you've been through some things as well. It took my dad eight years to get his bachelor's degree, not because he was slow, but because he'd go a year, then he'd have to work a year to be able to go another year. His family didn't have any money to be able to help him out. His mom, my grandmother, lost two little ones because she left 27 cattle guards outside of a town of 400 where the doctor was. And these little ones in the middle of winter couldn't make the trip. My other granddad's brother lost an arm in the last world war. He also lost his fiancee who said, I didn't wait for a one-armed man. That he died in a head-on collision, car crash on a rural farm-to-market road. I've had a number of difficult times, too, but discriminated against in three different industries, media as well as higher ed and ministry. But I'm still here. I'm still talking with you. I'm still loving Jesus Christ. And I'm still proclaiming Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And I've had global awards for journalism as well as for scholarly research. I've been privileged to lead many to Christ in ministry, to preach in over 20 different denominations, uh, be ordained three different times. The Lord has been very, very good to me. And the number one thing, way above any of uh, all that other, is that my name, and I pray that your name, is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and will not be blotted out. Friends, he's not an Indian giver, but you also have to press into him having that mature fruit, because some do fall away. Some are on that rocky ground, remember, from Matthew 13? Some are on the stony ground. They spring up, kind of like weeds do, real easily. Weeds grow a lot easier than the grass out here, especially since we don't have a whole lot of rain in western Nebraska. But only that which is on good ground actually brings forth 
30, 60, and 100 fold, right? Tiny little grass seed, tiny little mustard seed goes to a big plant, comparatively speaking, right? All of us saved, though, if we focus on God, we can enjoy that perfect peace, knowing we're going to soon be with him forever. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7 are familiar to a number of you, I'm sure. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. This passage is key to the Christian life. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Know God will take care of any problem and enjoy his peace. You got to press into it, though. The enemy is going to send you concerning thoughts. In fact, the Lord oftentimes will give me a sense of what people are going through, even if I am not immediately, to give me the sense of what to be able to, to reach out and help people with spiritually. This very day, this Saturday, I felt those distressing spirits, a uh, 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 power uh, trying to drive down people, to subjugate people. I believe it is the spirit of Antichrist that is coming in the world. And I prayed for God to take it away from me because I got the message from on high. I know what the spirit was saying to this one in the church. And he did. But I know that it's a heaviness. I know it's a confusion. I know it's concerning and worrying because the Lord allowed me to be able to be empathetic with you having felt it. We do need to know, though, and we need to claim the scripture, even praying that very scripture. I cannot tell you how many times in my life I have prayed, Oh, Lord, keep my mind stayed on you in perfect peace, trusting in you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's Isaiah 26.3. And also this one. If that didn't quite do it, then I went to this, the Philippians 4, 6-7. Oh, Lord God, let me be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, I've been making known to you my request. And now let that peace that surpasses all understanding guard my heart and mind in Jesus Christ. And it is so. And it is so. Press into the peace of Almighty God. Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Paul writing, the man who was shipwrecked and spent a day and a night in the deep, who had a viper fastened around his arm as he was just gathering firewood, having come out of the sea with 275 others, that he had prophesied would be saved. The man who was stoned and left for dead, uh, not anything to do with drugs, but people throwing heavy stones at him to kill him. He was suffered 40 lashes five times, 40 minus one. This is the fellow who tells about how the God of peace will be with you because the God of peace, the Lord God Jehovah, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, will with him do all of it. So often anymore, I will come into a restaurant, a post office, a store of some kind, and I'll see somebody who is present physically, but their mind is far off somewhere else. Maybe they're worrying, they're stressing about something. They may even look like they're in a rage for some reason. This is even coming upon some Christians these days for 
unexplainable reasons, people even say. Well, this is the work of the enemy because when we're preoccupied and trying to be occupied with something else, that enemy can pull a whole lot on us, can't he? He's a master of appearances, not truth. (laughs) The reason that the Jews did not make it into the promised land except for faithful Joshua and Caleb, they had to wander for 40 years was because they would not enter God's rest. They had seen the Red Sea parted. One or two million of them walked across, going down 600 feet into the seabed, coming back up 600 feet into the other shore, 11 miles away. Every single one of them made it fine. And then God brought the water back on the Egyptians and every last one of them, including Pharaoh, died. They also saw water come out of a rock. I don't know about you, but I have never seen that happen. I've seen water wash over rocks, but I've never actually seen water come out of a rock. And then there was a bitter pond. The children of Israel were so thirsty, but the water was bitter. They were going to get sick from it, maybe even die. Ah, but the Lord quickened Moses to put in a tree of all things into the water. It became sweet. Problem solved. Wow. Three major miracles, aren't they? But yet the people would not believe everything was going to be all right. And so every single one had their carcass, the Bible says. Yeah, it uses that word. Fall dead in the wilderness. Only those two from that generation that denied that God could give them the promised land ever went into it. Joshua and Caleb. The Lord speaks of it this way in Psalm 95, verse 11. I swore in my wrath, they will not enter my rest. This is repeated to us by the author of Hebrews in the fourth chapter, that we need to be diligent to enter into God's rest, not stress, enter God's rest. Be diligent. You might think that's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? it got to be diligent to rest. got to be diligent in the hammock. It's so you don't have your mind preoccupied with the accusations of the enemy, with the worrying that he tries to bring first thing in the morning when you get up. Yeah, I've had that happen too. I know what's going through your mind there. Having trouble getting to sleep and all those kinds of things. No, we've got to say, Lord God, let my mind be stayed on you perfect peace, trusting in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. And we can be in God's rest at any time, anywhere. Philippians 4, verses 10 to 13. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I have learned to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. (laughs) I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. (laughs) Remember that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. Paul says he's at peace all the time. Because he's in his father's rest. There are going to be days, like with Paul, 
We're having a great time. He was able to preach the gospel. He got all these different churches going across Asia and Europe. He preached to the Jews. He preached to the Gentiles. He preached to anybody who would listen and a few who wouldn't. <laughs> we might have everybody giving us gifts. We might get a good report from our boss. <laughs> there will also be days that we lose that job. Got a cut in pay. Maybe you have a child who's sick or injured. We're trying to figure out how to make the money last to the end of the month. The secret of the Lord in all these things is to know he's in control of all and all is going to be well if we just keep hanging to God's unchanging hand. As the author of Hebrews wrote in the 8th chapter of that book, 37 to 39, In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen and amen and amen. Let the church say amen. <laughs> Praise God in the name of Jesus. This is the power in God's peace. This is the overcoming of the world. In this world, you will have tribulation, Jesus promised. But be of good cheer. Take courage, my friend. He has overcome the world. And you and I overcome the world when we follow Jesus Christ. Our Lord, death could not hold him. In fact, he freed each one of us in our souls who believe in him from death, hell, and the grave by being raised again to life, having completed that horrific mission of living and dying as God in this kind of guilty frame. But he lives and he reigns supreme. And soon he is going to be coming back with flames of fire for eyes, with hair of wool, with a sharp sword coming out of his mouth, and with a rod of iron, he shall rule the nations. And you know who's going to be ruling and reigning under him? You and me. Yes, for a thousand years on this very earth, we're going to come back. There's going to be a kingdom, not only with perfect bodies for you and me, resurrection bodies, but a perfected nature of the earth. We're not going to have, my little guinea pigs, fear the snake. Uh, we're not going to have dogs chasing cats anymore. Uh, we're not going to have the lion pick all the porcupine. All's going to be well. No need to worry about the kids and watching them. A world completely blessed and like the Lord made it in the beginning. Because you see, he is God and he has the power, not the devil. The devil loves to throw around rumors and appearances and cast shadows. But God is the author of life. And he alone can make alive. We have five takeaways today. Number one, Christians must put God first, not worldly systems that lead to destruction. Christians must put God first, not worldly systems that lead to destruction. Politics is one of those systems. 
We need to vote the Bible. We need to be civically active as God would lead by his spirit. But politics never saved anybody. Jesus Christ has saved billions. We have to get our priorities straight. Friend, the form of this world is passing away. God keeps speaking it to me every day. Don't sacrifice what you have in Christ for what the world won't even have very shortly. Number two, when under attack by the devil, stand strong in the Lord in his armor and slay the enemy with the promises of Scripture. When under attack by the devil, stand strong in the Lord in his armor and slay the enemy with the promises of Scripture. Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 20 is essential to know in this final season upon the earth before our Lord's coming for us. Stand strong in the Lord, the armor. Put on that helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith. Gird your waist with the truth. Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And get that sword out. Get that sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God that is so sharp, it can pierce to the joints of marrow and bone. Number three, life is tough, but God is good. And he will save his own to the uttermost. Number three again, life is tough, but God is good, and he will save his own to the uttermost. Satan is the father of lies, false accusations, and false appearances. But Yahweh is the father of truth, the author of life, and I believe God. You can believe God today. His word's been proven over and over there are hundreds of archaeological evidences for the people, places, and events of the Bible. No other work can even come close. I'll tell you, we can't say that every tiny little thing in the Bible has been proven out by the archaeologists, the historians, the scholars. But we can say nothing in the Bible has been proven false by them either. So we have about 300 to zero as far as that scoreboard is concerned. Number four, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. No God will take care of any problem and rest in his peace. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. No God will take care of any problem and rest in his peace. That's Philippians 4, 6 to 7, paraphrased. Friend, memorize this or memorize Philippians 4, 6 to 7 and pray it when you need to. Lord knows, literally, we need his help in these final days. No shame in that. The shame is if you're too proud to go to God. And number five, trust in the Lord without exception and never trust in man more than God. Trust in the Lord without exception and never trust in man more than God. Our Lord made the universe and every single thing in it. He is Lord of it all. And in him only it all hangs together and consists. He's about to show that this heaven and this earth are not his focus. These are about to pass away. We're about to see heaven and earth pelted with incredible force and ferocity, uh, with meteors and comets and uh, all the rest of it. My goodness, there's going to be every sea creature dead. It'll be turning to blood in all the oceans and the Final round of judgment of the seven bowls, for example. All the green grass is going to be burned up for the very first round, the seven seals. God is concerned not about climate change, but character change. We need to be with him 
and then we're going to see a, a perfected earth. Amen. Our Lord's been proven right so many times, never wrong. Friend, I want you to have the faith of God today. If you have wandered from him, but have previously given your life to Christ, rededicate yourself to him now. If you have never been saved, let's get that going right this moment. I am going to tell you what is involved in salvation and lead you in a prayer to be able to accept Christ. First of all, so only four items. Repent of your sins. Turn away from them. Ask God's forgiveness. God will surely accept your request because of his son, Jesus. Believe that Christ is the only way and proclaim him. Confess him as Lord. He is the only one who lived life perfectly, sinlessly as a human being. We brutally murdered him for it. But God trumped us. And brought him back to life. And he's living forevermore. And he shall rule and reign forevermore. Also, believe that Jesus Christ rose in body and spirit that third day in the tomb. Friends, if he's still wandered in the grave, we will be too. But he's not a we won't if we trust in him. He was raised to life. Have you seen some of the three-dimensional renderings just out of the last few days? From the Shroud of Turin. I wasn't even aware that it went all the way down his body. Everything that they found was consistent with what the Bible said. Even down to the sword going into his side. And do you know what he looked like in the reconstruction that was lifelike? Just about exactly the way he's been portrayed. Had a beard. Black hair. Mustache. He had well, a somewhat heavier build, but you know. Fairly moderate, about five, eight, nine. Lots and lots of wounds all over his body. That's Jesus of Scripture, friends. So he had no form of comeliness. He wasn't so handsome that people would even remember him. Remember Judas had to point him out to the Romans, and surely a number of them had already seen him. But I'll tell you, he was beautiful in the spirit, and he could make ours new as well. And then we follow Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's not as hard as you might think because you have the Holy Spirit's help. When you repent and you turn from your sin, he's going to help you. Some of the things will probably come out of your life right away. I remember swearing was when I was, I was great at swearing. <laughs> oh, I tell you, as a news man, I, I, we had the physical teletype in those days. And I would come in at four o'clock in the morning to try to get the morning drive news going. And it would be messed up from overnight. I'd have to call Dallas and I would have to get... Um, some kind of refeed, I would just curse a blue streak. But then within a year, I was it was all gone. Somebody said the F word next to me. I said, whoa, that's guilty. I tell you, I don't want that anymore. I, was, I used to say it all the time. <laughs> but no, we follow him. He forgives us when we fall. He loves us so much. And then he helps us to get back up and keep heading toward the cross because we decided to follow Jesus. I'm going to lead you in this prayer. Just repeat after me. If this is the desire of your heart, it will count for you, and you'll be rededicated to the Lord. You'll be saved. You'll be back with the power source plugged in. Father God, I repent of my sins. Please forgive me. I confess faith in Jesus Christ. He died for my sins. I believe he rose in body and spirit 
the third day in the tomb. I will follow him as Lord and Savior. Repenting should I fall. Commit to my heart, Lord God, and save me. In Jesus' name, amen. And so be it. It's a good four-letter word, amen. Now, what do you do after you're saved? Get baptized in water? Jesus did it because it's a public profession of faith. He didn't have to. He didn't have any sins that he was having forgiven. But he did it because it's an example to us. It's important that we profess him publicly. Read the Bible. That's where you find 100% true information about God. Anybody, including me, can make a mistake. But God makes no mistakes when his Holy Spirit inspires that blessed book. Pray to receive what you find in the scriptures. Some of those 7,500 promises to us. A godly Canadian man counted in the last century. Ask God for them and he will surely make them real in your life. Come to church. Come to us online. Now here, 5 p.m. on Saturday's Mountain Time for worship, the weekly message. 7 p.m. on the Revelation Bible Study. Final chapter of the Bible is coming up this coming Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain, wherever you're seeing this. You need to have some fellowship. You need to have people lifting you up. Come online or in person. We're also at 1821 First Avenue in Scottsbluff, Nebraska, 5 p.m. Mountain Time Saturdays uh, for our service there. Fellowship with other believers. Spend some time with people. This is not just about a service and getting as many people together as we can. It's about getting to know each other. It's about becoming a fighting force for the Lord Jesus, storming the gates of hell. Will not prevail against his church, Jesus said, Matthew 16, 18. And also, we are the family of God. You know, your mother or daughter may not go to heaven. They may not accept Christ. But because maybe your neighbor and you have, you'll be together in heaven and the other ones won't be with you. The real family in life is the family of God. And pursue personal relationship with Christ. The Lord God Jehovah made Adam and Eve and so has come forth the billions of people for all time, including your body and mine. And also God put together our souls. Remember Jeremiah 1.5, in the womb, I knew you and called you to be a prophet to the nations. And so get to know him like he knows you. We at Eternity Now appreciate your listening to this broadcast. For more, including links to all our programs and social media, go to eternitynow.com. E-T-E-R-N-I-T-Y-N-O-W dot C-O-M. We have over a hundred videos on YouTube, and you can watch our services live there as well as Facebook, Twitter, and more. On our website, you also can email me, Pastor Kyle Huckins, and I'll respond personally. I welcome your prayer requests, questions, and comments. Again, that's EternityNow.com. May God bless you and keep you, cause His face to shine upon you, and give you peace. Shout, hallelujah, shout.